And it leads us to the other part of the AFC West this weekend. The uh, I still want to call them San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers um, at seven and five, in very much in the playoff hunt, very much in the playoff hunt, especially for that that sixth and seventh wild card slots. Um, maybe not going to get up to the the Bills and Dolphins level, but they're in the hunt versus the five and seven Raiders. And I called it a few weeks ago, Colin, that the Raiders could go on a run and challenge for one of those wild card slots. They then had an abysmal defeat, and I was like, oh, I just give up. Why was I even saying that? And now they've won a couple, and you look at the schedule, and you kind of go, you know, you know, stranger things have happened in relation to it, especially when they've opportunities like this with the games against teams that they're competing for that wild card slot with. Am I just trying to give Raiders fans too much hope, Colm, or is there light at the end of that black, black tunnel? I, I don't know if um, they will make the, the playoffs, but could they um, you know, have a, have a winning season? Yeah, and after a truly, truly terrible start to the Josh McDaniels era, they have two wins on the bounce after that embarrassing loss to Jeff Saturday and the Colts that you mentioned. For look for the Chargers, it's it's all about Justin Herbert. That's the, the entirety of the franchise is on his shoulders, and you know the moves that they made in the off season haven't worked. Um, it's still the Justin Herbert show. I have never been um, too keen on their receiving core. I think if uh, Herbert um, had better uh, receivers, um, they they would um, be have an awful lot uh, of a better record. He just is. He's a fantastic QB, but like defensively, it's the same issues as last year. You can run all over them, and this is the problem um, for the Chargers. They are going up against Josh Jacobs, um, who is playing like a man possessed, and he is going to earn himself some serious money uh, next year, wherever uh, he ends up. Um, look, th- this divisional matchup could could absolutely go either way and when you face justin herbert all things are possible we saw him um you know la- uh, last year we've seen it this year. we've seen it uh, in his three years in the, the league um and he he does seem to to like playing the raiders i i just i just feel for the chargers it's similar to you know almost when they played the broncos last year and the broncos were able to run all over them even though um, the Broncos didn't really, you know, the, the if you match the rosters player for player, they wouldn't be be at the level. Um, if if you put Herbert on this Raiders uh, roster, um, I think the, you could be looking at, you know, uh, eight, nine wins uh, at, at this time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the the Raiders in this just because uh, I, I still don't have faith in uh, the Chargers receivers. Um, but I expect Justin Herbert to make it wonderfully entertaining. I thought you were going to say, Colin, you had no faith in Brandon Staley. Um, but he was okay last week because he got a two-point conversion and he won a game and all of a sudden he was the smartest boy in the room again. 
Um, ne- never mind the inconsistency of the performance again against an average side in, in the Cardinals. Their second half display was punt, 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 touchdown. The previous week against the Chiefs in the second half, having ran the Chiefs close and been in a position to win because they played so well in the first half, the second half was punt, 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 touchdown. And the previous week they couldn't score in the second half at all against the 49ers. They just can't seem to play four quarters of football. We're talking about teams earlier on who just can't seem to put it together for, for four quarters and that's their problem. And for the Raiders, in fairness, like, you know, they rebounded of some difficult results, in particular the one against the, the Colts. I mean, the season was over after that one. That was a, a massive loss, having lost to Jeff Saturday in the Colts. They won two games on the trot in overtime. They seem to be playing really for the coach. You're right about Josh Jacobs. He's not going to be, it doesn't look like he's going to be there next season. The betting podcast, which we put out earlier on this evening, I was fortunate to have Steve O'Rourke, who's a big Raiders fan. He doesn't believe he would be maintained. He did, he did have a level of optimism about the fact that the team are playing for the, for the coach and he doesn't think they're going to make the playoffs but he does think similar to what Marcus is suggesting based on what they've got left that there's winnable games and I believe this is a very winnable game for them they lost in week one by five points they had the ball at the end to potentially win the game they've always run them close you saw last year what happened in the, the final game when both teams needed a draw to get into the playoffs and the Raiders kicked the field goal and won the game that's the type of game I expect high scoring game I think the Raiders find a way to edge it and move on, move on to six and seven yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the game back in uh, January there, Brian, because it was the the parallels to the the Chiefs and Bengals almost, you know, the, those key uh, quasi-playoff and pre-playoff uh, games are essential. And obviously that was a win and you're in or even draw and you're in scenario, which didn't necessarily turn out with the draw, uh, as you remember, rightly remember. Um, the Chargers have actually had the Raiders number outside of that game, though. They've won seven of their last 11 uh, matchups. Um, but there's a little scheduling quirk. We were talking about scheduling quirks earlier on the season, uh, earlier on the show. Um, the Chargers are on their fourth road game in five. So they're putting some miles on the clock there. Now, again, you can make the average joke when, you know, the Chargers play 17 road games when you consider that SoFi is generally uh, booked out by opposing fans and they have to deal with um, troublesome conditions, to say the least. But um, there's a big bit of injury news. Obviously, Joey Bosa is out, which is good news for that Raiders offensive line. That Raiders offensive line has been performing a lot more admirably than last season. Could it get much worse? And has improved during the year, getting holes in the run game for the inimitable Josh Jacobs. And like Colm calls out, that is the key one um, uh, and key matchup of this game for me as well. It's Josh Jacobs against that Chargers run defense. Um and I just see, unfortunately for Chargers fans, that piece going one way. Um, if you take the ball out of Derek Carr's hands, for, except for the few times when he needs to throw it to Devontae Adams um, or Waller or, you know, the various options that they have in that offense. Um, Josh Jacobs has been carrying this team. I think he carries this team uh, this weekend as well. And I will take the Raiders and like I said, some light at the end of the tunnel, some light in that black hole um, for them. We've we've had a nice and relaxed chat, guys. It's been you know a long show, but we still have one key game to go. Brian, your favorite team, and I'll come to you first with this because I know you want to say so many beautiful things about the Cowboys, especially in their last performance, but they are playing on Sunday night football, a ratings winner always over in America. They face off, however, against um, Coach of the Year, Jeff Saturday. 
uh, a win out of nowhere, and then a, you know an unfortunate or close uh, near shave uh, in relation to it. But surely this, you know, he's going to be put out of his misery against the indomitable Mike McCarthy and the eight and three Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that it is the Cowboys, Mark, I'd imagine this is the type of game that would have been flexed out over Sunday Night Football because, you know, bearing in mind the Colts kind of lost their last opportunity of the season on Monday night losing that game to the Steelers. And I know that game would have to be in flex sooner, 12 days out, but like, it's all about the Cowboys really, isn't it? They're eight and three, like they're obviously hoping that the Eagles are turned over to put themselves in a position to play them on Christmas Eve with, with a chance to overturn the the uh, divisional lead. But um, you can't see anything other than a Cowboys win. I was reflecting on the three Colts games, you know, they go and beat, they go and beat um, the Raiders who are up and down. They then really come close to beating the, the Eagles in a game that, as I said at the time, I felt would be a lot closer than people uh, imagined. And it took a last-minute field, sorry, touchdown from the Eagles to win. And then on Monday night, we saw the lack of experience in terms of coaching on the last drive in terms of the timeouts. And it's been such a discussion and hot topic all week in terms of the play calling. I would have felt he would have leaned on people who have had coaching experience in that situation in the background to help him out. But it wasn't the beat. He lost the game. This is a difficult one. Matt Ryan, the offensive line is just not played to any level in which we taught this season and Matt Ryan's going up against arguably one of the best defences in front seven in the league with Michael Parsons and Lawrence and other players who are just going to you would expect it's going to be a long long night for the Colts and, and for the Cowboys I think it would be a very comfortable win and they'll, they'll re, be re-energised and focused on bigger games ahead but for, unless they just kind of look too far ahead as we've seen in the NFL before I don't see it I think this is a comfortable Cowboys win come Sunday night Yeah, the 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 Colts have committed twenty one turnovers, and they have surrendered forty three sacks, and they will be facing up against Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, uh, the the Cowboys after losing that opener five five of the bounce at home, and um, it's just as Brian has pointed out it's really difficult to see you know uh, any aspect of the game where the Colts match up favorably like the offense they really struggle to score points right they struggle to protect the quarterback the the defense is is reasonable but it's do, do, like do you trust it to 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 be able to do it alone without like against this Dallas team um I I just think for the, the Cowboys and this is now the, the Cowboys have to show up, right? Because the Cowboys, again, Denver went in to Dallas last year and everyone expected. I mean, they were going to have a field there. She, anybody could get to Teddy Bridgewater and Dallas just didn't show up. And whether that is the Jerry Jones effect um, and they're just overconfident um, or whatever it is. Now, maybe this year, the battle between Zeke and Pollard um, and the questions that have kind of surrounded Dak, maybe that will focus them a bit more. But if the Cowboys show up, they should win this game. Yeah, um, I actually, it, it's funny. I, I came across an old photo of Jeff Saturday there and you see him on the sideline now. He looks like a completely different man, obviously. I mean, he li- literally looks half the size. And ironically, um, you know, I, I don't really have confidence in the Colts winning this game and going to five and seven, which is 
probably good for the uh, amount of photos popping up from 1957, which are causing some consternation this week as well. Um, the Cowboys, when it comes to the matters on the field, have been certainly in recent weeks uh, with uh, Dak getting back in sync, CD Lamb stepping up, just an awesome unit. And they've been awesome on the offensive side. Um, finally seem to get the right mix between Pollard and Elliott. And as you alluded to, guys, supreme on the defensive side. For a team I, I did worry about in some of the gaps in relation to it, they have been um, not just locking down, they've been difference makers on defense. Micah Parsons being the absolute critical piece in that, I would say, of course. Um, but I fancy them to feast on that Colts offensive line. Of course, the Colts have improved just by putting Matt Ryan back in the lineup, just by getting a bit of better play from their offensive line, a waking up of Jonathan Taylor through the season uh, eventually um, and giving Ryan a chance to, to succeed. I won't dismiss the Colts defense as well. Um, and certainly the performances they have played for in the last few weeks have been uh, a great improvement. But to me, it will be... More than a step too far, it will be going um, uh, against the Cowboys' offense and defense. That just has too much. Their outfit overall just has too much in this particular game. And it could be a very interesting stretch for the Cowboys playing meaningful primetime games. And we talk all about the openness of the, the um, NFL this season, especially on the NFC side. We've actually talked about the Vikings tonight. We talked about the, uh, the 49ers. We talked about the Eagles, all potential Super Bowl teams. Yes, Cowboys fans, we're talking about ancient history, but 1995 may not be in the rearview mirror for too much longer. Talk about the Dolphins maybe going back. The Cowboys have a really legitimate chance to be the NFC representative at the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and it definitely feels defining, uh, a defining year and a history-making year in that particular regard. Um, before we wrap up, anything else from the uh, the parish for the good of the audience to touch on, Brian? Yeah, okay, because we're obviously finishing up on the Cowboys, Declan is suggesting Cowboys for the Super Bowl. Um, consistent uh, comments around the Chargers and their, their, their injury concerns. Owen has touched on the fact that, again, players out, we've kind of alluded to it there. Similar kind of feedback again. Chargers missing quite a few players. And uh, anything in particular... Fred has asked about the Ojel Beckham situation where he is today. He's in New York at the moment with the Giants and hopefully he stays there. Um, but um, I think he's due to move on to Buffalo tomorrow. And then obviously he's going to see Dallas on Monday. As we said on Monday's show, his people are absolutely fantastic. A marketing player that's had two ACLs and a, a broken leg. Um, Colin might find this one a bit quirky. Um, Melvin Gordon obviously has signed for the Chiefs <laughs> this week. Um, will he be elevated and will he be able to hold on to the ball? And um, Owen, again, kind of consistent with our feelings on this game. Not so much that they'll beat the Bengals easy, but we are all in lockstep that the Bengals will find a way, sorry, the Chiefs will find a way to see get past the Bengals come Sunday night. Quite a lot of comments this evening. We thank all the guys that, again, interact with the show. It's great to see the audience uh, throughout the course of the show. We do our utmost to get as many comments as we possibly can. So we really appreciate all the engagement from everybody this evening. Absolutely, Brian. Brian, nobody's asking about Odell Beckham, especially if he's going on planes. Like, no, no, nobody, nobody is asking. Just as long as he's not getting kicked off planes, I think is the important Fred, thing. Fred is asked. Sorry, Rick. Fred is asked every show. Fred is asked, "What's the situation, with Odell Beckham?" Well, and then he continues to give out about the fact that Odell Beckham will go to the Cowboys. 
Well, uh, Von, Von Miller, um, who is friends with Odell, claims, and cover your ears, Brian, he claims that it is now down to the Bills and the Cowboys. But yes, it is. It is certainly, um, you know, a, 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 a bit of a circus. And I think at this point, um, you know, Absolutely. we would like, like it to come to an end. I think, I, think Va, I think Fred has got the, the stick out and is just stirring that pot. And oh, Von absolutely. Miller is trying to be busy for the Bills in his, during his injury absence so, at the moment. Georgina jo- Anderson, who we all know from doing previous interviews and is quite a close friend of Odell Beckham, was, um, she was uh, putting out, um, oh, what's the song? It's one of those uh, rap songs about he's coming home this morning. Um, and she was putting it up on YouTube as part of her tweet, essentially said that Odell Beckham is coming to the Giants and that's where he's going to remain. So I think the, the, should, the, the only understand. thing I know about it's coming home comes from Three Lions, and I can assure you that is definitely not coming home it's, in 2022 it's, it's, it's either, it's, it's, as well. But finally, what? actually, Lorca made a great point about the um, uh, the Chargers O line, and there's a lot of injuries along there. Max Crosby, we should call out, is going to be licking his lips uh, this weekend. Colin, before we wrap up, you one final one, thing. One final uh, thing before we wrap up because it was interesting again came out of Mahomes's appearance on the Kelsey Brothers podcast um, we have rightly laughed at my, Matt Nagy and what Matt Nagy got up to with the Bears but Matt Nagy played a very significant role in getting Patrick Mahomes to the Chiefs because before um, the he threw in front of Andy Reid Matt Nagy told him what the plays uh, that were going to be called. So Mahomes was able to study it. So Matt Nagy knew and Matt, Matt Nagy made the right call on that. And Mahomes also revealed that he told the Chiefs that if they wanted to uh, draft him, they were going to have to move up because there were lots of teams interested. And he said they'd have to go up above the 12th pick, certainly. And that is where the Texans ended up taking Deshaun Watson. So it's funny how things work out. But yeah, that that was some really interesting kind of insights from Mahomes on the podcast. Well, um, you two saying about things moving in mysterious ways, Colm. So uh, certainly some uh, some of the, the stories behind those mysterious ways. Look, we'll wrap it there for this evening. Um, it's been great uh, spending the time with you guys. Great show uh, to talk through. And, uh, yeah, it's been a long show. So hopefully anybody listening, you've had uh, great enjoyment. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it greatly. We will see you all again on Monday night, wrapping up, obviously, the great weekend of football ahead. But from now, uh, Colm and Brian, I think it's goodbye from us. And it's goodbye from me. Good night. Goodbye and good night, everyone. Yeehaw.